What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have not a daughter with a daughter. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mkaw. We could Sa enough to buy some Za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da to da. Quote to da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. What Kunal? I'm bored. I'm so bored of talking about Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes dominance. I'm bored of talking about Vettel and how he's trying to claw his place back to the top step of the podium. And I'm just so bored of Massa and Williams and I'm bored of McLaren and Honda. That too. And that's why Kunal have decided that we're going to start this podcast by talking about someone we don't necessarily talk enough about. Are you talking of Alexander Rossi or Roberto Meri? Oh no, not just Or Will Stevens? <laughs> not just yet. Or in fact, even Jensen Button. We don't really talk about him. Actually, we do. But moving on, Kunal, we're going to talk about Danny Kivat. You know, I think it's time we spend some time actually talking about the young lad. He's had a splendid season, and he'll be racing at home this weekend. Yay! Aha! Uh-huh. Interesting point. Let me put this point out to our fans as well. Okay, so we are sticking our necks out on this podcast because, like Mithila said, you know, if we use the words Hamilton, Alonso, or even Vettel in the title of our podcasts, the hits and listens just go through the roof. You know, we are putting our fans and listeners through the Kivat test on this week's episode. of the inside line formula 1 podcast we will speak about the young red bull racer hot or not well i really thought the young red bull racer of the moment was max verstappen <laughs> but okay <laughs> but in a nutshell kivat has had a great season so far it's his debut season with red bull racing but despite that he's barely 7 points off his teammate the much celebrated daniel ricciardo But it's also important to remember that Kivat has started one race less. You know, keep all the statistics aside. You know, we are excited about Kivat's home Grand Prix, but there are two things that you and every other fan needs to remember. First, despite being the only Russian driver on the grid, he will still be only the second most followed driver at Sochi. Surprising, because the first driver will be Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin, Kunal, <laughs> get your facts straight. He's the Russian premier. Yes, they're straight. Remember, he's Vladimir Putin. He can be who he wants to be. <laughs> And what's the second thing to remember? The second thing to remember, very crucial, very grave, is that Danny Kivat could be without a drive next season. Ouch! I mean, we're all aware about Red Bull's dire. energy requirement situation but let's not start talking about that again it's, it's too far too political for us to dwell on right now well that's also the theme of one of our previous podcasts so thank you for the plug i will insert a link for our listeners you should do that but you know uh, kunal i don't understand why can't bernie just order one of the teams hey supply the engines to red bull and just put an end to this entire matter <laughs> you know i wish it was that simple 
Well, it could be given that Bernie pays a lot of teams to go racing in Formula exactly. One. Okay. But in this case, Bernie can at best influence. He cannot make a decision. Both the manufacturers, Mercedes and Ferrari, have boards that influence such decisions. Yes, I guess this is exactly what Christian Horner meant when he said, Wolf doesn't decide, his bosses do. Ouch, below the belt. (laughs) But let's picture this. If Red Bull do quit the sport, something that Bernie thinks could happen and the drivers think won't, we will have four extremely talented drivers unemployed in a few months. This could include Ricciardo, Kivat, Sainz and wait for it, Max Verstappen as well. But you know, we're in this uncanny situation where at this very moment, there are four cockpits, exactly four cockpits that lie vacant for 2016. One with Renault and Haas each and both for Manor. I'll also offer an interesting perspective, you know, We now have an American F1 driver on the grid. And next year, we will have an all-American F1 team too. The Haas F1 team. I don't think the time is far when we will have an all-Russian F1 team too. Funded, managed, designed and run by Vladimir Putin himself. (laughs) 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 And let's remember this. He could have three Russian drivers to choose from. Daniel Kivat. Vitaly Petrov, remember him? And Sergio Sirotkin. Don't remember him. (laughs) But you know, one might also never know if the recent Renault takeover of Lotus has any Putin flavor to it. Yes, of course. He tested a Renault F1 car in 2010. But very interesting perspective, Kunal. So from the race to the moon between the USA and and the then USSR, We will now have a race to the top step of the podium. (laughs) Very, very interesting. Yes. And let me put it this way. We already have a pseudo-American on the top step of the podium. Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) But on a serious note, Kunal, do you think Danny Kivat actually lacks the packaging that, you know, Max Verstappen has pulled off just so beautifully and possibly Ricciardo is also doing pretty well? And science is a very famous name in the motorsport world, far too famous to ignore. If a top team does come calling, which of these drivers do you think would be preferred? You know, to be honest, Kivat does lack packaging. But with Putin power behind him, he will possibly find himself a spot on the grid till such time there's a Russian Grand Prix on the calendar too. So between our last podcast and this one, We've had two more cockpits get confirmed. Woohoo! Jensen Button with McLaren. Yay! Woohoo! Finally. Thankfully. Finally. Woo. And Romain Grosjean with Haas. Why do you like the excitement though when you talk of Grosjean with Haas? You know, there's enough PR that Haas has done to make all of us believe that they will be a competitive midfield team next year or thereabouts, given that they are working so closely with Ferrari. You know, Kunal, I'm just disappointed that Haas won't probably be involved in the famous battle to, you know, keep off the last row of the grid. Or would they? (laughs) You know, Haas are working closely with Ferrari. Manor will get Mercedes engines and McLaren are praying Honda delivers on their tagline power of dreams. Oh yes, they're praying so hard. But you know, after the very, very exciting P12 battle in Japan, I dare say that was one of the highlights of the race. 
I am really convinced that the real action is not necessarily at the front of the grid, <laughs> but in the midfield and next season at the back of the grid. Yes, it will be to see which team actually avoids the last row next year. And you know, given that Sauber has made no exciting announcement for 2016, one could probably see them there. But I've been hearing plenty of rumors linking Grosjean to a possible move to Ferrari in 2017. Do you actually think that's possible? You know, personally, I think that's a very tasty carrot Haas has dangled in front of Grosjean to get him to sign on the dotted line. I mean, even if this is possible, Grosjean's biggest threat to a Ferrari seat is somebody called Max Verstappen. Mm. And you know, Kunal, speaking of tasty, meanwhile at Lotus, they're seeking tasty options to actually replace Grosjean. Very interesting choice of words. <laughs> But tell me, Kunal, who do you think is mm, the tastiest driver on the grid? You know, personally, I think the Lotus team is still hungry from being locked out of their hospitality <laughs> tent in Suzuka. My God, I was hoping for a proper answer from you, but okay. Well, I, for one, will not submit my racing profile to Lotus for next season at least. Thank God. <laughs> So apart from announcing Jensen Button, McLaren have finally announced a new sponsor. Yay! Woo-hoo! Finally. Woo! Shandin, the makers of sparkling wine, most famously. You know, I am extremely surprised that they have a new sponsor. I can't remember the last time McLaren enjoyed a champagne on the podium. Wow, nor can I. Or you know, maybe the truth is that the only way for McLaren to deal with their dismal performances mm-hmm. is by downing a drink post each race. Ouch. <laughs> But you know, I have an interesting perspective on actually why Shandon have agreed to sign the dotted line with McLaren. I truly think that McLaren's sponsor plugs have been by far the most creative this season. I think I know where you're going. Specifically for Johnny Walker. So first we had Fernando Alonso at the Hungarian Grand Prix pushing the McLaren car up the pit lane. Do you remember <laughs> that? And of course. And this was followed by the Singapore Grand Prix where we had a British fan actually strolling down the track. or in this case walking down the track <laughs> <laughs> such brilliant brilliant plugs for Johnny Walker now tell me kunal which sponsor wouldn't want to associate themselves with such amazing sponsorship on live television and yes mclaren also probably need a sponsor to fund button's 18 million dollar contract extension wow that's a lot of money what's funny to me is that after offering button a power cut on his honda engines this year Ron Dennis actually tried to offer him a pay cut for the next. <laughs> of course, why pay your drivers in full when they're usually forced to retire at half distance? <laughs> But let me tell you what's really really funny Kunal. At you know, literally hinting that he's going to quit Formula 1 in 2015, Jensen Button has not only extended his contract to 2016 as we know, but he's also focused to stay on in the sport in 2017 wow <laughs> you know the supposed rule changes for 2017 are aiming to make the cars quicker and the old man of formula 1 just wants to have some fun i think or he just wants to beat barrichello's most starts record you know to you be know, the very, most experienced very, man very interesting ever. statistic thank mm. you 
But finally, let me tell you the funniest piece in the McLaren Honda saga yet again. Dennis has said again that Honda remain committed to finding an engine breakthrough. Oh God! You know, here I believe is where the cultural differences come in, and maybe the linguistic differences rather. The Japanese forget that in English the words breakthrough are one word and not separate as breakthrough. <laughs> and if Honda are unable to break through, <laughs> one word not two, in 2016 too, they would face more embarrassment if that's even possible. And that's because the World Motorsport Council has actually confirmed a 21 Grand Prix calendar for 2016. That's two more than this season. You know, forget McLaren Honda. What am I excited about? Is that 2016 will be fantastic for the Inside Line Formula One podcast as well. We'll have a busy racing and a busy podcast calendar for both of us. Oh, I can hardly wait. <laughs> the one man who's not entirely pleased about the 2016 calendar, Nico Hulkenberg. So the inaugural race in Azerbaijan. Formula One actually clashes with the Le Mans weekend next year. You know that's extremely unfortunate. But like Jensen Button said, that he thinks Bernie is very keen that Formula One drivers race Formula One cars only. But in my view, probably Bernie doesn't want Formula One drivers to race in another series and uplift the profile of the series. But the funny thing in this case is that it will be the world's most challenging endurance racing events. And you know, I think Bernie is also out to prove that Formula One's least known race, at least at this point, <laughs> Azerbaijan, is more important than the Great Le Mans. You know. Wow, I am amazed with Bernie Ecclestone. Are you? He pulls one out of the bag yet again. But very disappointing that Nico will not be able to defend his Le Mans crown next year. You know, I agree. Poor Hulkenberg. So he's unable to get a drive with a top team for a variety of reasons. and finally when he finds a winning formula for himself he is barred from participating in it as well poor guy but apart from the 21 race calendar the exhaust changes for louder engine noises have been approved as well finally formula 1 engines will go back to sounding like formula 1 engines and not lawn mowers on that note let's talk about the upcoming russian grand prix so mercedes say they're Very of a slump, much like the one they experienced in Singapore. You know, their concerns to me seem valid, given that the tires they used in Singapore are the same tires that Pirelli will offer the teams in Russia. However, at this moment, I think it's damn good PR to drum up excitement, given how boring the inaugural race last year was. It was so boring. Oh my god! And to be honest, I think Mercedes will clinch the 2015 constructors championship in Russia this weekend. But anyway, we started this podcast with Danny Kivat and to be fair, let's end with him too. Predictions Kunal, where do you think Danny Kivat will finish? I think he's going to finish ahead of the McLarens. For sure. <laughs> Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.